All right, then let's do it for heaven's sakes. How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, suck like a bucket full of ticks. How about oh, you? Nice. So, <laughs> a bucket, I'm, that's, yeah, I'm, now I'm really not going to be able to get that visual out of my head. <laughs> We had a weeping willow tree in our backyard when I was about nine years old. And it was, I I went up to it one day in the middle of summer and I looked at it and I'm like, why is the bark like shimmering? And I, and I got closer to it and I realized it was covered by like thousands of ticks. I mean, it was just like a sea of ticks. I'm like, I've never seen anything so ridiculous in my life. And I, so I went back to the garage and I got one of those mixers from like a paint bucket, you know, like the paint mixer, a little wooden thing. And I just started smacking them. <laughs> and I remember my mom came out <laughs> into the backyard. Robbie, what are you doing? <laughs> and she, she realized what I was doing with all these ticks. And she's like, you get into the bathtub immediately. <laughs> I think she made me soak for like a half an hour just to make sure I didn't have any ticks all over my body. Yeah, you're you're there already. You might as well kill a few more. I mean, <laughs> I I mean, do tick? Is that something you guys are familiar with? Do ticks just release like thousands of eggs when they when they hatch or something? I have no earthly idea, but my I think my reaction to that many ticks would have been to run away screaming, regardless of my age. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't, obviously I didn't know what they were, and I, I was just like, oh, this is fun, <laughs> smashing well, all these bugs. Yeah, no, it's, I'm just wondering, I mean, you were you were pretty young, are you really confident they were ticks? I've seen swarms of things, just not ticks. I I don't know, I that's the story my mother tells me, and I, I have oh, okay. a very vivid memory of smashing the bugs with that paint you know that wooden paint stirrer but yeah i as far as you know i'm I'm obviously not a even now i'm not a biologist i'm not an entomologist no i'm not (laughs) i'm not but uh yeah yeah i mean that makes for uh that certainly makes the story more dramatic i am thinking (laughs) it might have been something else but it's possible especially in you were you were living in town not out like yeah right yeah yeah this was in roselle illinois so i would have been yeah in grade school yeah it's uh, you know i don't want to say it's not possible it just seems super unlikely in town to have Mm -hmm. unless you had a ridiculously large large uh, wildlife population (laughs) okay well, I don't know what whatever kind of weirdo little bugs they were. It could have been like ladybugs, I guess. But it seemed like my mom was pretty adamant that they were ticks. But you <laughs> well, know, maybe that was just her fear, yeah, and well, I'm not after, sure she's an entomologist either. After after she freaked out, she really if she went back and on and said, "Oh, <laughs> they were just ladybugs," you know, she's not going to do that, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I am Rob Fiorentino, and I'm here with my co-hosts in tick love and lore carney and dave hello carney hello hello dave good morning how are you guys doing this morning uh this is the week of the world of warcraft is it 7.3 patch 8.3 what are we up to now 8.3 largest content release in history 
They say <laughs> that, so it must be true. Wait, it's more content than like a than like a regular full expansion. Well, no, but the largest content like non new expansion. But I actually I didn't <laughs> read that, Carney. Uh, that's just my feeling. So maybe it's true. I don't know. That's like saying this is the largest McDonald's cheeseburger except for the quarter pounder. <laughs> well, no, this this is a expand. It's not an expansion. So anyway, it, it's it's. Uh, I don't think I've encountered anybody who doesn't feel a little more overwhelmed than normal. Oh, well, t- so I haven't no, no, had, I haven't had a chance to exp- I haven't had a chance to play this. So please describe it. Either Carney or Dave. Let me whoever. throw my. Let me throw my. Is that. A lot of people are, in fact, overwhelmed, myself included, but that's not necessarily because of the quantity of the content. In my case, it's because they've done their usual where they throw a bunch of, of RP at you, role-playing at you, and there's absolutely no context for it. You know, Rathion shows up and goes, all right, we've got to save the world now. Chop, chop, come on, everybody, move, 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 move. <laughs> You know, and you're we're walking awesome. here. We're walking. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, everybody, get on the get on the train because we're off. We're going down these tracks. And you're not allowed off the train until you get to the end. Wow. So am I? Am I? Uh, am I completely screwed if I if I tr- would try to come back at this point or is no. it uh, no reset? Oh, so, yeah, it, uh, I don't know where your gear sits, but I'm I'm re- I ran through the new stuff starting on my alt last night, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a pet class, warlock, and so far it's crazy easy. So, oh, okay, that's probably okay. just because of the pet, but yeah, I didn't find anything to be particularly difficult when I went. Now, granted, the, I did it on my main, and she's pretty well geared, but uh, you know. To me, it was just like a whack-a-mole exp- experience. Mm. Yeah. But what do you mean by that? Well, my my problem is that I I'm, I play a healing uh, role, and DPS is just something I try to do. And yeah, that I had a lot of I, I wouldn't say I had a lot of trouble, but it was certainly slow going because I don't uh, you know I'm I'm not uh, Carney's mage. Yeah. Um, the reason I describe it as whack-a-mole is because. I, I really felt like, okay, go in, go here. Okay, now you go over there. Now you come back here. Now you go back over there. Now you come over here. And, mm. <laughs> and is, that, is, it, is, it, is it fun, though? I mean, because sometimes that can be kind of fun, and sometimes it cannot be fun. Given my current mental frame, of, I'm, I'm probably not the person to ask this right now. Right now... Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm floating about two feet feet above my chair, and I'm getting hot flashes. So, <laughs> wow, what's what's going on that you're feeling that way? Oh, you didn't hear about the. Um, I got the follow up my booster shot for the um, shingles vaccine, and I'm apparently having a normal range but severe reaction to the shingles vaccine. Okay. You know, cold flashes, shivering, fever, um, <laughs> basically feeling like I've been run over by a large vehicle. <laughs> okay. 45% of our audience is now not going to get the shingles vaccine. <laughs> and and is going to be deathly afraid of ticks 
from here on out. <laughs> well, uh, I have no idea how many view or listeners we actually have, but my understanding is that you really should get a shingles vaccine when you're starting to get to our age. Is that if you actually get the shingles, that can be massively painful and almost impossible to treat. So, you know, it's a it's a day's worth of discomfort versus the possibility of an extended bout of severe discomfort and pain. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you get the vaccine? Um, it's two, you get it's two shots. You get the first one, and then two months later, you get the second one. So, so you you got the second one just recently? Oh yeah, uh, I got the I'm sorry, I got the second one. Yesterday morning. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Uh, that you mean Friday morning or Saturday morning? Saturday. We're recording. We're and we're recording this on Sunday. Yes. Saturday. Oh, morning. we did it on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It was part of the part purse hunting expedition. We stopped by Publix, which is where we got the shot. You know, get them to stick a needle in us, and then we're off purse shopping. <laughs> I, I, what kind of purses are you looking for? Whatever my wife finds satisfactory. <laughs> that's, a, that's an excellent answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not familiar with Publix. Isn't that a grocery store? Yes. Wow, they have, they do, is that like a minute clinic thing? Or do they have, is there a doctor's office or two? Or? Um, apparently, just a, a pharmacist can do the, the shots. That's, okay. It's not considered... <clears throat> For all of the effects that I had, it's not apparently considered dangerous. Mm. You know, they don't even hold you, get your shot, you know, goodbye, you know. Mm-hmm. And normally they hold you when you're getting shots. Is that because you like to thrash about or? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, 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 they. It's okay. They, they, they ask joke. you not to leave for a little bit. Oh, for some things so oh that, thank you. So that. You don't start your car, drive, and run into somebody, and then say, "Well, um, yeah, <laughs> ah, I've they're not uh, physically holding you. You're not I'm, putting. You know, you don't get put in a straitjacket or something. I, I no, blacked no. out because of this shot, and so <laughs> yeah. But but yes. my experience is when you have the flu vaccine, and um, my wife, for instance, had um, allergy shots. Is that they make you stick around for a set period of time to make sure you don't have any immediate severe reactions. And they didn't sure. bother doing that with the shingles, so clearly there's no real concerns. That might be the pharmacist more than the shot. <laughs> I no, was no, say. it's really it was the the first shot was that way, and my understanding is that's that's the standard. I I mean I looked it up when I started feeling awful, and it's just it's not considered to be life threatening. Miserable, yes. Life threatening, no. <laughs> Well, I ho- hopefully they gave you some things to like. If this happens, call nine one one or something, or call your doctor. <laughs> hopefully, they probably I mean, said they, they do, do that the, for me when I get like aspirin. For heaven's did, sake, did, they probably said, "Do you have the internets? Do you know Google?" <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know the the real problem with this conversation is that all the instructions get passed to my wife. You know? Oh no! And yeah. it's it's one of those deals where I check with her is like. Am I dying? No. Do I need to go to the emergency room? No. <laughs> okay. You're fine. Uh, yeah. Sit back down. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Well, it's good that at least you have somebody who cares. That's what's really important. Yes. <laughs> and her name's Alita, and she's a cat. <laughs> oh. Wait, now, is it, did you say Alita was sick, too? No, no, no. But oh. I, I okay. started having the shakes and shivers while I was petting her, and um, she was all concerned ah. about that. Oh, so she's kind of a, a nurse cat. Yeah, yeah. Very, she seems to be. That's nice. It... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm some watching. cats, when you, you start getting sick, they they go away and wait for you to feel better. Some cats go, you're sick. I'm going to come sit on you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect time. He's defenseless. Quick, pounce. <laughs> I actually don't think it's that. It's like, there's something wrong. I will fix it by rubbing up against my human and, and looking worried. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a, we had a couple weeks of, of, dog, uh, of dog sickness as well. Mm. he had his he had his it's he's five months a little over five months old now so it's time to get him uh bob barkered and uh so he had his little bob barker uh, uh operation and then he had to wear the cone of shame <laughs> so he wouldn't so he wouldn't lick himself and bust open the stitches and he was very sad for a couple of days poor guy yeah, he's a poor, poor little guy, and he didn't. You know, he's. It's kind of like you look at him. He's like, no, you're not doing anything wrong. You're just, you just can't. You can, you're not allowed to lick yourself. So, and then as soon as he was like, okay, it's been a week since the surgery. He's fine. We can take off the cone of shame. You can run around. You can do all the good, fun doggy stuff. Then, of course, that afternoon, he somehow poked something in his eye. And got all swollen and red, and oh. and so then he was. Then I had to put the cone of shame back on because he kept scratching at it with his paw. So he put the cone of shame back on for another couple of days, and now he's finally now his eyes finally clearing up, and and the swelling has gone down, and he looks back to normal. And and the minute you come near him with a cone of shame, he's going to run, and you're never going <laughs> to be able to put it on him again. <laughs> exactly, he is not fond of that little thing. So you're, I guess you own one of those, huh? Yeah, we went to the, well, after the, yeah, after the surgery, we went to the pet store and bought one for $14.50. Oh, okay. I mean, I yeah, I had the choice between renting crutches and buying crutches. I ended up oh. buying them <laughs> and, you know, that was 18 years ago and they haven't moved for 17.9 years. So. Sure. Except that once, once a year you dust them off and stuff. No, no, they haven't moved oh. for seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, no, they're still right exactly where they were. No, yes. It was like a hundred bucks to buy them and like ninety bucks to rent them. I'm like, well, yeah. well, you never know. Fifteen years from now, I might need them again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's got. So yes, we have the cone of shame now. Uh, in the in with all the other dog stuff and. Well, hopefully we won't need it again, but you never know. We're, we've got it now if we need it. So, now if I had if I had more bandwidth, I would be telling you how, how I'm doing this cool thing of streaming the SpaceX launch test. But since I don't have the bandwidth, I'm not, and I don't have anything to report on that. <laughs> I see. So SpaceX is uh, is they're doing an abort test on the Dragon capsule. It's going to be taking off. It might have already taken off any minute now. And when it's a few miles downrange, they're going to activate the escape module, and then we're going to see if it works. Gotcha. 
Well, it looks like uh, I I do have the bandwidth, uh, and cut, it looks cut. like <laughs> it looks like there's some uh, parachutes. I'm, I'm looking at parachutes. That's all oh, I can see. So, so if they got the parachutes, that's good. Yeah, I'm just watching parachutes just gently. It's T plus eight minutes and thirty seconds. Yep, that sounds right. So so there you go. I didn't know parachutes worked in space. <laughs> Well, I mean, d- define work. <laughs> define space. Yes. Oh, ooh, wow. We're getting deep today, folks. This is the level of I mean, intellectual use, use, conversation that happens around the Dedicated they, they Nerds podcast. They use parachutes on Mars. They use parachutes on Titan. You know, sure. parachutes are their thing in space. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I would not consider Mars to be space. Yeah. Well, now we're watching a shot of the ocean. This is amazing podcasting here. We see watching a boat go across the ocean. Live coverage of <laughs> uh, of of this on a podcastable launch in three weeks. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded live before a studio audience. No, don't make uh, that, so something's ha- something's happening in the water is all I can gather out of this video feed right now. But uh, I'm sure it'll be available for you to watch after the fact, Carneen. We can get a full report tomorrow. Oh boy, we have! It's Christmas time here. We've got our jingle bells going. Huh? That's, there's the dog. We have a bell by our back door that when the dog needs to relieve himself, he goes and rings the bell, and then then my wife runs downstairs and says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. We're making so much noise." And then she lets him outside. That's the system. Okay. But the 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 second part with my wife running down the stairs is only in play when we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Otherwise I leap out of my chair and let him out or whoever's closest lets him out. I'm shocked at how well the dog can, uh, has, has taught himself that, uh, Hey, I just need to ring this bell and let me outside. It's, it's kind of, kind of exciting. He's a smart dog. Apparently, <laughs> apparently Pavlov was onto something. No, I think I think that's pretty normal for <clears throat> a dog. I mean, I don't have that much experience, but yeah, they they know they want out. Mm-hmm. So they associate the bell sound with out, and he knows that if he puts his paw here, it makes the bell sound. So yeah, it's it's not like it's a cat. <clears throat> are are cats more or less? Uh, able to be conditioned carney you're, you're probably the most cattiest expert we have here i'd say it's about the same i mean they've got different behavior and dave tends to associate their behaviors with you know well in his case maybe they really do not like him i'm not sure <laughs> but, <laughs> but cats do not behave like dogs and if your metric for animal behavior is dogs cats well are different, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're 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 very trainable, and they can train their people too if you let them. Sure. Well, that's I think I think we found some common ground. They are different. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your what's your experience, Dave? I want to hear the counter argument here. Oh uh, well, I haven't really got a fully formed uh, <laughs> thesis on it, but uh, yeah. Just, uh, other than you're just this, popping off. <laughs> Other than if you happen to have a treat in your hand, they will act like they care about you and your location. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise. See, that, that doesn't agree at all with my experience with cats. 
And I hear the bell again. Yes. The, now, see, now my wife has left the... The other thing that <clears throat> has happened is whenever the dog wants some attention, he also goes back and re- rings yeah, the bell. And that that is comes under the heading of the animal training the person. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm not... I'm not giving him the attention he desires. Uh, we've, I've been working very hard that if he ever rings the bell a second time, I pick him up and put him outside, so that if he, unless he wants to go outside, ringing the bell is not effective. But so my wife just went outside to I don't know either sweep or shovel or I think she's going to sweep up some something some snow some very light snow that we just had and uh, the dog wants to be out there with her of course to help. Yes, to help. <laughs> yes, he's a he's a very good helper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that's something in common with cats. If you're doing something, a cat will want. Uh, what you doing? What you doing? Yeah, Can yeah. I sit on that? Can I sit on it? <laughs> Here, let me grab it. <laughs> is this some new thing that I can get get it either a treat or petted or something? <laughs> so, mm. yeah, we we have we have not encountered the same cats. <laughs> Now, did you guys have cats at, at your farm growing up, Dave? I mean, well, you must have, right? Uh, yeah, they were they were very uh, well hidden, though. I mean, I mm. I don't know that I saw more than one briefly into my entire time there, and then when I went back to the farm as more of an adult, I've seen two or three. But we're talking over the course of forty years, seeing two or three. Wow! So you guys didn't feed them, then? I take it. No, not, and uh, looking back on it, I'm a little bit surprised about that because, you know, there's an unlimited amount of rodents there that would have been nice to have under control. I'm kind of surprised my dad didn't periodically throw some food out in the corn crib Yeah, um, to kind of encourage them yeah. to stick around. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's, I, I, I plan to have as many cats as, uh, as possible on my farm, but I don't, you know, he had a hog farm and uh, any kind of farm like that is going to have all kinds of food on the ground and rodents are going to, you know, have something to eat 24, seven, 365. So I don't think I'm going to have as much uh, rodent problem as, as he did, but we certainly will have them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Having a nice working cat is, even if the cat doesn't attack the rodents, just having a cat around will discourage rodents. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen too many farms without a decent cat population, in fact. Oh, man. I I mean, maybe they are just super well hidden, but I've. The number number I've seen is super small in uh, Hmm. both, you know, that what we call a Marshall Place that was just uh, south of where my parents currently live and where they are now. I just, I just don't see them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you have to feed them. I, they're not going to just live off the wild, I wouldn't think. Well, they will, but they won't associate humans with food, and they'll avoid being seen by humans. Sure. Ah, that makes sense. And they're good at hiding. Yes. Well, they also tend to be At least our cat is very good at they, hiding. You know, the people who give them food are not nocturnal. Uh-oh. Did I lose you guys? Swell. Yeah, um, no, it's possible. I mean, I wasn't really looking for them. Um, maybe they were all, you know, they're all the time, and I, I, I can't say. Like maybe I should ask my father. He, he probably encountered nests or whatever they make. 
<laughs> do, do cats make nests? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, they do. Tend to, I mean, a wild cat is going to have his his safe spots, you know. But you know, that'd be a den or something, not a nest. Right. Oh, I was going to use the word lair, but I suppose den. <laughs> Lair. As if he's a a Batman villain. (laughs) Yes. Only very evil cats have layers. (laughs) (laughs) I have my my dog in my hands right now. He's he's been ringing the bell constantly, as you probably have heard. So I decided to pick him up. So I'm holding a 20-pound dog in my hands right now. This is how you podcast. Sounds sounds like you, uh, have you considered putting in an electronic podcast? bell so that <laughs> oh you, that's good you could you could disable it uh, when you're like okay oh. you're not interested in that yeah you push your remote control switch he, he hammers on it and nothing happens i like this idea yes it's like it has to be armed so your dog is smaller than our largest cat wow yeah oh, he's, he's only 20 sorry. pounds and he's five and a half months old yeah he's headed for 35 isn't he uh, i think well 25 is kind of our target weight but he's kind of a chubbo <laughs> he doesn't too much good living <laughs> he's he's got yeah too much good living not enough running up and down the stairs we have i have found though for for those of you out there who have dogs i have found a wonderful way to exercise your pet if you have a staircase sit at the top of the stairs and take one of their toys that they like to fetch and then throw it down the stairs the dog will run down the stairs <laughs> search around for the ball or whatever and then bring it back upstairs and he gets tired out really fast doing that so <laughs> yeah no that's i know i didn't have a two-story place with our dog so i but that would be yeah awesome yeah that's great and he gets, he gets some pretty darn good exercise that way oh you have cats that'll fetch oh yeah yeah oh that's wow i've never seen a cat do that I mean, not all cat. I mean, it's, it's like dogs. I mean, if they like to play and they like you to you to throw things, they'll eventually make the connection that if you bring something to dad, he'll throw it for you. Yeah, you can train them to do it if you are so inclined. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely. There's not a whole lot that makes my dog happier than just fetching something. So he's obviously been. That's obviously a, a, a been bred into his bred yeah, into yeah. him. Yeah, the uh, Nimbus, who's our our big fetcher, she loves chasing things. She does the, the fetching is is more of a, ah, I want to play, so I guess I better take this to dad, so he'll throw it. <laughs> right, right. You know, he, he she doesn't get satisfaction out of doing the fetching. She gets the satisfaction out of the chasing. Is it me or are we somewhat lackluster today? Testing, one, two, three, anyone? Hi. Uh, well, no, I just came back. I just heard you say testing, testing. Okay. Our connection is a little wonky today. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on. <clears throat> so what's been good this fortnight for you guys? I've got one to start if you need some time to think. Uh, what's been good for this fortnight for y'all? I've had uh, I've watched uh, the Witcher television show on on uh, the Netflix with Superman as the Witcher, and it's quite good. If you're a fan of the Witcher books or uh, 
or the video games, you'll recognize a lot of the characters and places and names, and it's good. It's Let good me show. ask this. If you've never had anything to do with the game or the books, is it worth seeing? Or is it one of the yeah, it is. to know about? <clears throat> my, wife is, my wife is completely uninitiated, and we watched the whole thing through, and she kind of was able to follow along uh, just fine. There was a, we went to the, Netflix has a site where they've got like a map of the world and that was kind of helpful to kind of know what they're talking about and stuff like that. But you don't need that. And we're actually watching it the second time through now because she liked it so much. She's like, I kind of want to watch it again and just see if I missed anything. (laughs) So, so I, it's really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. So if you you have a chance to, to have a chance to look at it, check it out. Hmm. How about you guys? What's been good this fortnight? You know, I actually had something that I was going to use for this, but I'm just, I'm not tracking very well right now, so I pass. All right, that's fine. How about you, Dave? Well, I uh, I guess the thing that probably I'm going to use is The Witcher on Netflix. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea it was a game. I had no idea it was a book. I had no idea it was in anything. And uh, watched it and enjoyed it. Um, the only thing that I would say... You know, my wife watched it a second time because she watched it, and then we watched it together. The sometimes it would be nice to have up in the corner a like what day it is mm-hmm. because it transitions <clears throat> through between times forward and backwards, and there's not you know they don't use any of the normal stuff that I could see to show hey we're now shifting time. It's just yeah. next next scene. It's all of a sudden it's. 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah, exactly. She's, yeah, like that was one scene where she's in a carriage and says, Boy, these last 30 years have been awful or something. And like, what? 30 years? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But so that was a, I don't know if, I, I guess that was intentional. It was because the, the way the books work out, the timelines, you don't meet all three of the main characters until like the end of the second book. And so they, I think they wanted to kind of overlap the stories so that you could become invested in all three characters, all the three main characters kind of at the same time, which makes sense. But I think I was, I talked about this with, with my wife as well. It was like, we, they just need to have like more traditional flashback mechanisms or something, you know? No, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't have a mechanism for the viewer. Yeah. So... Again, yeah, maybe, like you, when we watched Lost, it was like, okay, I know there's a lot of stuff going on here, but you always know when you're in a flashback because yeah. the colors are different or there's like an effect or something they got to do to make you know when you're on a flashback. But once you figured out that the, once you figured out that the three different characters are on different timelines, it it's kind of like okay, every time I see this character, it's in this timeline, but it's still it's still a bit confusing. Hmm. I don't think I <coughs> arrived at that uh, realization. Yeah, maybe that's because I maybe that's because I knew because I had played some of the game stuff. I knew that oh, this character is going to get together. You know, this character is this character's wife or girlfriend or something. And so, seeing them as their children, but the other one's an adult. You're like, okay, this is in a different time. So I kind of had a sense from even the very first episode that there were multiple timelines. Okay, so the three main characters are uh, the Witcher, uh, Yennefer, and then Ciri. Okay, I, the first two I was pretty solid on. The third one I okay. Yeah, and All I right. won't I won't spoil 
what their relationship is for Carney or any of our other viewers. But yeah, those are the three. And if you go to the Netflix page, you see there are three heads up on the screen too. It's like, okay, these are the three leads of the show. Oh, uh, see, I didn't even have that. Why, why, why? I just sit down and she pushes play and everything. Mm-hmm. It's all. And then if you also go to the website, there's the website not only has a map, but it kind of has a timeline of events too, which was if once you had the timeline, I'm like, Okay, I get what's going on here. So, so there is a little bit of that, but I think it's worth it because I thought it was a really good show. So, nope. Anyway, no, in, enjoyed it, but uh, got to try and extract some value from Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Well, I like the Netflix, but you know, I don't. There you go. Yeah, if you watch the first, you watch the first fifteen minutes, you'll know whether you're going to like it or not. Okay, it's, that's, one of, it's one of those. I was going to ask shows. that if I yeah. got into it quickly or not. Yeah, it gets Sorry. it's a it has a it has a vibe to it. It's a very you know it's a fantasy vibe, so it's not something you're going to be out of place in at all. Um, all right, anyway, that's been our show. Please contact us at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter. We are Dedicated Nerds at Gmail dot com. You can also visit our website, dedicatednerds.net. dot net. Thanks for a great podcast. Thank you, Carney. Thanks. And thank you, Dave, and have a good rest of your day. Well, thank you, and Carney, I hope you uh, you get better. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, then.